On today's show, how will the James Harden saga end for Daryl Morey and the Sixers? Will it end well for anybody? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Be an everydayer. Subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and then comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. What happens to James Harden? That's all I want to know. Just what ha- What do you think happens? Make a prediction. Joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls and the Windy City Rees, apparently. <laughs> what you got for me, Pat, the designer? <laughs> hey, uh, any news on Dame? Anybody? Anybody seen Dame? They let him out of jail cell yet? Uh, Dame. 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 Pat Dame. Coming, coming live from a new studio where the, the crop on the video takes out the B in Breeze and just says Rees in the back. And we, we were Googling we were Googling Rees to make sure that it wasn't anything inappropriate before we, <laughs> before we started. <laughs> At least we're diligent on the show. At least I feel like that's multiple times we've been like, just in case. (laughs) (laughs) On today's show, we're going to talk about how the James Harden saga ends. Because they've talked about it the last couple of days on Locked NBA. Matt Moore gave you a good breakdown of of what's going on. Yeah, Jake and John giving their opinions on it. But we're going to talk about how it ends. Because I think there's a couple of different options. And we'll talk about it and how we think it'll end for Daryl Morey, James Harden, the Sixers, and all that. And then, of course, we'll play where we count up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including, are you interested in the in-season tournament? Scale of zero to five. Fascinating to see what Pat says. Uh, Fake NBA Twitter accounts are, quote, faked quoting NBA reporters who are on vacation. And, uh, and yeah, the NBA schedule comes out tomorrow or today on Thursday as you're listening to this. But let's start here. James Harden. Picked up his player option with the Sixers. He should be coming back. But instead, he called James, he called Daryl Morey a liar on his trip. An Adidas trip in China of all places. Calls his current GM a liar in front of everybody twice to make sure that we all knew. They're kids. They were children. (laughs) Hey, the children need to know the truth. He (laughs) believes the children are our future, Pat. The, kid, the kids are just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple ways this could end, right? Let's start with the, let's start with the, I got three scenarios. You can tell me if there's any more, but I've got three scenarios. We'll talk about them and then we'll say which one we think is the most likely. The first one, Harden sits out and he sits out, you know, longer than the 30 days, which that's the CBA. There's a new CBA rule that if he doesn't report to camp within 30 days of the opening of training camp, Sixers have the right to block him from becoming a free agent next year. That could happen. Harden sits out. Daryl Morey is like, hey, I'm not going to blink. I'm going to still try and find a trade for you. And we're we're not going to just trade you for nothing. And we're going to hold out. Harden holds out. The Sixers hold out. No one blinks. And then it just is what it is. How good are the Sixers if Harden just sits? Daryl Morey doesn't want to trade him for nothing. Like, what happens to the Sixers then is my question. I mean, listen, I, I think you're in a situation now where teams are fighting back. I hate to say it, but you would, and, and 
the James Hardens, the Ben Simmons, all these guys of the world are now affecting people that actually want to get out of there. <laughs> Portland's not giving Dame up for nothing. The Sixers aren't giving James Harden up for nothing. I'm not here to just make you happy. The goal of being a GM on an NBA team or a president of basketball operations is to win NBA championships. That means that if I give you away for nothing, I put myself in a worse position. Now, if I keep James Harden and he's you know being James Harden, does that put you in a better position? I think that's kind of where you, you really have to ask that question because, listen, James Harden, as inconsistent as he can be in the playoffs throughout the regular season, you know that he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to find Joel Embiid with the basketball. You know he's going to be able to f- facilitate for you. But if he doesn't want to be there, that doesn't put you in a very good position one way or the other because other teams are just going to look at it and be like, I'll wait till he's a free agent. So for me, the likelihood in all of this, the Sixers are, as crazy as it is to say, I think they are better if James Harden just, you know, kind of goes about his own way, waits the 30 days or whatever it is, just because. And just doesn't if play? Comes, if he comes back at this point, you already know he doesn't want to be a part of the team. And you've got Joel Embiid on this team. Joel Embiid is not a guy that you can just be like, hey, man, I don't really want to be on your team. And he's just going to be like, okay, yeah, we're going to work great together. <laughs> you think they're, they'll be better next year if they just run it back with James Harden, like hanging out on the sidelines, eating Doritos and Fun Dip and just like hanging out? Here's here's the thing. I still get I still get to go now. I'm not losing any assets. I get to have Tyrese Maxey. I get to use Tobias Harris, possibly, right? I think Nick Nurse will use him a little bit better than just sticking him in the corner so. and saying, go shoot threes. You would hope so at least, right? I get to now utilize Tobias Harris and you know, there, there's there's a hundred percent Joel Embiid's taking majority of your shots in this situation. We know what he can do when he gets that that full slate of shots. I think that they'll be in a better situation just because it, it, James Harden at this point is a cancerous situation to your locker room. It's a cancerous situation to your team. He's bringing your team down without even being there. So you think they'd be better than if he played this year, which is like the other option we're talking about in a second. But you think they'd be better than if he? But I, I just don't think they'll be better than last year. And so then you're taking a step back. And that's not something that you want to do with an MVP. But you you do get to use, you know, you do get to start Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Melton. That's a pretty good, are, that's a pretty you, good starting backcourt. I guess my question is, are you taking a step forward if you have the animosity that is in my mind certain to come with everything that James Harden has done this offseason, the direction he's tried to take, and you put that back with Joel and B. No, I de- definitely not. No, you're not. But you're not getting you're not getting you're not taking a step forward. You're not taking a step forward if he's just gone too. Like you have this this guy that was 20 and 10, led the league in assists last year, and is just yeah. out of your rotation at this point. And if no one blinks, you don't get a trade for him, you don't get any value for him. And then I if agree. he does then if he does this thing where he doesn't report to camp, you know, 30 days and then they bar him from being a free agent, he can't leave. Then you just yeah. have this problem for a year. So to me, this is the worst case scenario for both, is that you know, the Sixers don't move him. Like Harden doesn't move. Harden doesn't come out and play and all that. And then you're just stuck with it. The other scenario think, that, that, okay. just met, that we just kind of touched on is Harden gives in. He stays in Philly and then he somehow plays. This is the scenario you think would be just even, even worse. I think, I think it's disastrous to me because to me, right? Like now you're in a situation where you're just trying to make it work. You're trying to kumbaya your way into it. Remember when things started off, remember the first question Nick Nurse got aggressively asked by the Philly <laughs> media, do you want James Harden? 
And Nick Nurse was, he's trying to, you know, I, I don't, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, he goes, do you as, want James Harden? He goes, no as, a <laughs> as a friend. As a friend. As a friend. Here's the problem, though, that I think you're in, the situation you're in right now. It, and, and it's a bigger problem for James Harden than for anybody else. It's not the fact that Philadelphia, I, I don't believe Philadelphia wants James Harden. Daryl Morey may want James Harden because he believes in James Harden, even though, you know, James Harden calls him a liar. Um, but <laughs> I, I think more times than not, Daryl Morey is kind of the guy that's always pushing to bring a guy like Harden into the fold. The problem is if Nick Nurse doesn't want James Harden, Joel Embiid doesn't want James Harden, no one else wants James Harden. The Bulls aren't calling. I don't know. I, I haven't heard the latest on the uh, Dallas vibe, but I heard that name floated there for like a stop, hot 10 no, seconds. Is, is Dallas calling? Calling whom? <laughs> Call, who is Nico? Nico Harrison's calling whom? <laughs> no. Miami doesn't want him. No. The Knicks don't want him. The Clippers clearly don't Stop. want him. If the but- Knicks don't want you, that that that's a that's all of a sudden something because they <laughs> they want everybody. I mean, like, and so I think I think James Harden's in a situation now where we could be talking about right by the end of this free agency, and he's an incredibly talented player. Teams might look at him and say, "Dog, you've been in three different spots now, and every one of them you've left devastated." I don't want to bring you into my team. That's where we are with that. The next scenario is Harden gets traded for less than the ideal return. Let's talk about what that would mean for the Sixers coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel has you covered with all the odds, lines, and stuff all across the NBA and all across football and all that. They still have odds for James Harden MVP. (laughs) (laughs) plus 11,000 the same as Kyrie Irving which I find so funny that's disrespectful to Kyrie (laughs) that's mad disrespectful that's mad disrespectful Harden has better odds for MVP than Paul George right now on FanDuel uh, FanDuel must not expect Paul George to be healthy then they also have a ton of football and NFL stuff. Pat's covering you, uh, covering the Bears all, all over the place. And, uh, yeah, if you feel like the Bears could win a couple of games in the regular season, bet them to win the Super Bowl. And then you can get bonus oh. bets every time they win in the regular season. You get bonus bets for that. So check it out. You get bonus bets for any regular season win that they get. If you pick them to win the Super Bowl, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked on NBA, being part of this show, listening every day, being an everydayer. Tomorrow's show, Adam Mares, Wes Goldberg, great stuff from them. I'm sure they'll talk about the Harden thing again or something else will happen. Some other player will call. There's always something going on in the NBA right now. And right now, the thing we're talking about is James Harden. We just talked about the two scenarios. Harden sits out. No one wants to blink. And it's just a stalemate for as long as, as it can go. It goes bad for both sides. We went over the scenario where Harden gives in. He eventually, like, he stays in Philly and he plays. And that one gets even more toxic uh, for everybody. Now the scenario where Harden gets traded. He gets less than ideal return. I just don't know who that is. I started, I was looking up articles on fake trades just to get some inspiration. Nothing was standing out. I mean, there's just no teams out. This one to me is maybe the least likely of all of them because it's just hard to find a team if it's not the Clippers and it hasn't seemed like it doesn't seem like they're interested in this. If it's not the Clippers, then who's even interested in Harden? Like who do you look at as a potential trade partner for James Harden? To me, it 
it's a team that's heading towards a blow up anyway, maybe like that's those are the teams that I would look at. Right. Where you're like, this is a last ditch effort. And and, and this is why I say the Bulls are out of it. They're, they're not heading towards a blow up. AK's AK's not looking to like, oh, halfway through the season, we're going to blow this team up. So you're not doing DeRozan for Harden. It, it, you said what? You're not doing DeRozan for Harden. No, not at all. Never. And DeMar DeRozan's a good teammate. He's going to chuck shots, but he's a good teammate. Uh, I'd, I'd rather have that guy. Um, I, I I don't see I don't see a lot of teams that are looking to blow it up. Maybe you're talking about right. You said less than getting ideal return. Maybe you're talking about an Atlanta Hawks situation where now you got a guy that can kind of mediate between Trey Young and and and. Oh DeJounte my gosh! Murray. Can you imagine Trey Young and James Harden? That's just such a weird fit backcourt. Like it, it it like you're not going with things that fit here either. That's the that's the <laughs> other part. I'm just throwing stuff at you because like is is this and and here's the question that that stands out in my mind because I feel like there's one team that these guys always end up on and they finish their career overweight. Is he going to the Magic? <laughs> How many players? Wait, have we what talked are, about wait, what are your examples? Um, is it, didn't uh, didn't uh, uh, um, Sean Kemp have a stint <laughs> with the Magic where it was just overweight by the? Or was that Miami? He was down. He was down in Florida. I was gonna say yeah. they go to they go to Miami, which would normally be the, uh, uh, Raymond Felton. I believe was down there. Sean Kemp out. did play. Sean Kemp played his last season in Orlando. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what at I'm center. Saying. Like I feel like you. <laughs> I feel like you see these guys. I believe Raymond Felton did as well. You know, like I feel like that's kind of where these players end up. Not to say that at that at the heights that Harden is at, but you know, if we're talking about guys finishing out their career a little bit overweight, Orlando's a great spot. Kick your feet up, Disney World, all of that, man. Come on. <laughs> and even if you go to the Clippers, the team that's been mentioned the most, if it's a even if it's like a Norman Powell, like Norman Powell and Salad, like in Robert Covington, like if that's what you get for it. For the Sixers, that's okay, I guess. Like you're not, you're you're better than if Harden was just gone and, and you didn't get anything for him. But I just don't think that that helped. It doesn't. You don't take a step forward from last year, and they need to take a step forward from last year because they were really disappointing last year. Let me ask you this: What team does J- a James Harden trade benefit? Is there one in your mind? The Celtics, it benefits the Celtics if he's not on the Sixers anymore and he's just gone. Like, I think John Corrales did locked on Celtics about that the other day, but like it only benefits their rivals that, uh, but they weren't even that, like, I guess that they, they weren't even that big of a threat in the playoffs either. So I don't know who, I I don't know who it benefits. I think it benefits the rivals more if they leave him on Philly. (laughs) And he just, this is why it's so hard to try and figure out where he's going to end. But all right, we've got it. We've got to do it though. Make your prediction. How does this end? Uh, for me, this ends with uh, both sides being unblinking. James Harden thinking that his value is more than it is. And uh, he sits out 29 of the 30 days. And then he's just like, whatever. Like, I'll, I'll show back up and be a part of the team. And so you think the Sixers, the Sixers win the standoff? I, I think the Sixers win the standoff, but I think the team takes a stand and basically goes, you can do whatever you want, but you can't do it here. I think this. I think the Sixers dump him for for a, a, for a package. I think Daryl Morey blinks first. I think he's the one that goes. I, I can't waste a year of James of of Joel Embiid. I've got to convince him that at least all right. If we can get something for him, just some kind of talent, anything, then we can run out Tobias Harris's contract, James Harden's, or whatever salaries you get back for James Harden. Those will hopefully be off the books. Maybe we've got some cap space to 
you know, just sign and trade somebody. You bring in somebody. I think they they do that. I think it's the opposite of what you said. They wait, they wait like the, the within the thirty days of him holding out, they'll yeah. find some kind of trade for him too. I don't know. Like the, here's a sneaky one: is the Raptors? Sean Woodley would be would be furious with us, but they're not going anywhere. They have one guard, and it's Dennis Schroeder. I just saw I, Reddit, I just saw a Reddit post today where Dennis Schroeder has never had like a positive box plus minus in his, in his, career, his career. He's been on winning teams, but like that's a team that kind of stands out to me. That is, I feel like I feel like he had a positive plus minus when he was in uh, OKC with Billy it, Donovan. It, it was an advanced stat, like a box plus minus. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm really like I'm not gonna lie to you, and this is not like under preparation or anything. I'm I'm really just I don't know a team. No one does. Dumb. I don't know a team that's dumb enough to trade for. Like usually, it used to be the Bulls, right? The Bulls would have traded for James Harden went under the guard patch years. That a hundred and ten percent, we'd have gave up cash considerations, <laughs> picks, all of that. Get James Harden. Well, look, I I don't know a team in the NBA right now that's dumb enough to make this trade. Like you, you, we talked about the Knicks a little bit, but like I think the Knicks are in a point where even they're like, nah, that's okay. Listen, so we usually talk about the desperate teams in this time, right? Like you look at the teams that are desperate. The Mavericks would be the one of the number ones. They can't, you can't trade for James Harden. We already just got Kyrie, but also Luca and, and Harden just don't work together. Like that, that's just not going to work. So they're not going to do it. You mentioned how the Bulls, they they should be a desperate team, forty and forty two last year, and you know that they, they got an aging DeRozan. They're not going to do it because are you any better if you get Harden instead of DeRozan or Harden instead of Levine? No. The Hawks are probably a little bit desperate after making the Eastern Conference Finals and then being like a 500 team, but him and Trey yeah. Young don't really work. And you're not doing a Trey Young. Are you doing a Trey Young, James Harden swap? No. Other let desperate me, teams me, like let... the Wizards are rebuilding. They finally started their rebuild. <laughs> the Wizards would be the one that, that actually. Would, but I like the team. I actually like the team that they put together. <laughs> let me let me throw some long shot names at you. Maybe oh. of teams that feel like they could take a step. You already got Wemby down there with the Spurs take. No way. There's, there's, no sh- there's no shot Greg Popovich wants to deal with any of this. All right. Well, I, I, I just I just thought maybe, right, like you get a veteran point guard in there with Wemby. But, like, all right, I'm with, with Utah Jazz. Because I don't know what direction they're going. Yeah. Like they they, also, they also they also don't have any guards. We went over on Lockdown Mavs the other day. We did who's the most important role player on every team. And we went to the Jazz, and I was like, I think it's Colin Sexton because he's like their only he's like their only guard. Him and Keontae George, Clarkson, Taylor Horton Tucker, like Chris Dunn. Like the, I read some articles about who's going to be the starting point guard for the, for the Jazz, and a couple of them were like, you know, Chris Dunn could really be. Like, and I was like, are we doing this again? Here's here's the wild part. Here's the wild part. I wouldn't. Don't be surprised if Philly gets Chris Dunn back, and you hear me. It like if they did a trade for Harden. <laughs> And and you hear me come on here and say, not the worst thing, because I believe Chris Dunn to this day is still averaging two and a half steals a game. <laughs> he's still a defensive clam. The problem is every now and then he thinks he's got to put shots up, but he's still a defensive clam. Our whole point about of all this is there's not a desperate enough team. There's just not a desperate enough team to, to trade for James Harden right now. Even you look at some of the bad teams, the Hornets with LaMelo, they're not going to do it. The Magic, they're on the come up. Like, there's just... You've got Cade, you've got Ivy, like you're, you're, you've got a direction, and it's it has nothing to do with James Harden. So, how I think it ends, they'll find some kind of trade for him. It won't make any sense, and we'll look at it and go, why did the why did the Pacers trade for him? You know, they'll be like so random and make no sense. But the, a team will take advantage of his very low cost. 
Is James Harden heading to a point where he's not going to be in the NBA in like a year and a half? He did say on his China trip that he would love to play in China one year. Maybe it's this one. (laughs) (laughs) Daryl Morey is a liar and I'll be back. (laughs) Daryl Morey is a liar and I get why y'all hate him. Pat's got this huge new studio now. He could like actually leave the room if if, if he wanted to. He could just like walk. <laughs> there he goes. How many steps can you take in that room? Like twelve. It's a big studio, dog. I, I probably could like I could I could fit like four lockdown shows in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> big studio. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, uh, I'm coming up by coming myself. Up. I, it's my studio, so like I always do. But I'm impressed by myself. We're still working on the soundproof. Coming up, let's play where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including the in-season tournament, Do You Care About It?, and the NBA schedule releases on Thursday. Coming up. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA, making us part of your day, being an everydayer. If you don't know... We've got a daily Lockdown show that covers your team every day. I cover the, the Mavericks for Lockdown Mavericks. Pat covers the Bulls on Lockdown Bulls daily and thrice weekly throughout the offseason. So we're giving you we're giving you so many episodes throughout the offseason and all that. So go check it out in the link in the description below. You can find it. Now it's time for Count It Up, Count It Up, Count It Up, Count It. Where we count on the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. The in-season tournament group play games were announced. The schedule for, the, for those games were announced. Pat the designer, as a Bulls fan and someone that covers the Bulls, on a scale of 0 to 5, how much do you care about this in-season tournament as a fan? Count It Up. As a Bulls fan, see, here's the thing, right? I think the Bulls are actually going to do well in the tournament because these are the type of games the Bulls go out and win. So I think it'll be fun. Is Locked On sending somebody to Vegas on the winning team? Can we, uh, can we, can we get that confirmed on this show? And we'll writing? do a pool. We'll put a pool okay, together. So, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll we bet all, on it, and then the the winner will take the winnings puts and fly in there. Twenty five dollars <laughs> gets you one room, single bed, back to back. But it, but, but, yeah. it, but it comes with a nice cot. <laughs> but and he, the cot's expensive. Actually. And twenty five dollars in chips at the casino at the, at the hotel. <laughs> now you're talking. But no, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is a this is a poor attempt by the NBA to make the regular season interesting. Poor. This is a poor attempt by the NBA to make the regular season interesting. I, I'm not a fan of it. Just like I'm not. There's too many things in the NBA now where we reward you being very mediocre or being a loser. The play-in tournament, the the uh, 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 I, I I can I you know, like the drafts, like just just awarding being losers with the draft all the time, right? Like, <laughs> um, you 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 you're joking about that? I'm a hundred percent serious. You think you think it should go the opposite? You think it should be the, like the flat odds across the board? I think that if you're doing the play-in tournament for anything, you should be doing the play-in tournament for the first pick in the draft because if you're forty and forty-two, and I add the best that, player what, in the draft, what player's going to fight your for that? Team, that makes your team better. Then you're not going to be 40 and 42 anymore. But that's a whole different thing, right? Like they 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 need to Here's the thing. The NBA's trying to figure out how to make the first 40 games of the season interesting because realistically, most of us just like because we cover it, we care. But if you don't cover it, people don't start watching the NBA for the most part heavily until, until usually the second half of the season. 
until no until Christmas, I guess. Like that, Christmas, you Christmas know, feels and, like when the NBA starts. So they're trying to put this in as a all right. Pay attention to this. I think it'll only matter if I think that, that I if I'm going to answer for myself, I, I think it's like a, a one or a two, especially the yeah. group the group play games. It'll only matter if you get to that fourth game and there's a chance. Okay, whoever wins this game gets into the actual tournament part of it, and then that'll be an interesting game. It'll at least have a little bit more stakes. You'll have to be a diehard fan to, to know those stakes, right? Because it takes... Well, and I think that's the thing, right? Like, think about how we... Me and you both are WNBA fans, right? And yeah. think about how we talk about the Commissioner Cup, right? Where all of a sudden we're just like, wait, was that a Commissioner Cup game? <laughs> oh, that was a Commissioner Cup This is Cup my game. point to you like three weeks ago about this. Exactly, right? Like, so so it's, it's, it's one of those things where I think it's going to be that. Like, we'll get through two of them, they and then like... Somebody will write an article and we'll be like, oh, snap, wait a minute. The they just played the Commissioner Cup final the other night. It was it was Liberty and Aces. And I was like, oh, I, hey, how did Liberty smacked them? They, again, again, <laughs> again. Uh, but it, I think it'll those those final games will be interesting. The group play games, though, I think for the for the regular fan are going to be like a one or a two. They're regular, they're regular season games. They're going to be yeah. games where people are. You know, you'll have your fans that overreact. You'll have your fans that could care less. And then you'll have us that we got to cover everything that's coming out of whatever our team is. And we're going to cover it to the best of our ability. So, like, cool. It's it's something else to talk about. Uh, The NBA Central, which is a parody on the NBA Central, which is a parody on an actual NBA news account. Tweeted this. Blake Griffin announces his retirement from the NBA per Chris Herring. Chris Herring then quote tweeted that and said, FOH, I'm on a beach somewhere. I didn't report that. Count it up. How far gone are we with these fan accounts, tweeting things, tweeting fake quotes? Are we too far gone? Because so many times I see Mavericks fans and others take a fake quote. I had somebody do this recently. Someone did a meme of like Josh Green in FIBA took on the entire Aussie team and one by one beat everybody in one-on-one and said, lace them up. It's going to be a long series as he went back to the locker room. They said that to me and said, look at what Josh Green's doing. I'm like, that's completely a fake account. Sending a fake quote. Like, I think we might be we might be too far gone with some of these fake accounts. Because this NBA Central account, this is that's not NBA Central, has 12,000 followers. Oh, yeah. Here's, here's the tough part, right? One, half the people that are on social media are people that shouldn't be on social media. Because <laughs> they're old and they only kind of get how it works. So they don't realize when things are fake or real or not. The second thing that we'll continue to see is these accounts pop up now because there's no verification on anything or everyone's verified. It's either threads where you're, nobody's verified or it's it's X or whatever that is. Now, it's Twitter. I'm from Chicago. It's the Sears Tower. It's Comiskey. It's Twitter. Or there's it's Twitter. It's Center. Yeah, yeah, it's always the stable center. Uh, or there's Twitter where, uh, you know, now nobody's verified or everyone's verified, so you can't tell who's real or not. And at the end of the day, the biggest problem is there are people that have actual jobs in the media and their jobs report and they're wrong too. So who do you believe? <laughs> Pat, Pat just gave right. us the classic. Everybody's wrong. They're all corrupt. <laughs> Everyone sucks. Except that. I loved that from Chris Herring though. I'm on a beach somewhere. I didn't, I didn't report that. Blake, Blake Griffin, somewhere. Blake Griffin, apparently still available out there. The NBA schedule comes out on Thursday or today. If you're listening to this, watching this on Thursday, my question is, which games are you most excited to see? Uh, I want to see if we're bringing back Rivals Week. (laughs) 
Oh, because none it? of the rivals were playing. The Bulls played like Charlotte <laughs> because it was supposed to be the Ball Brothers. Neither one of them played. It was a ballless <laughs> event, and at the end of the day, like it was the weirdest thing of all time. Duh. So now I'm just like instead of Rivals Week, we will have Castration Week. No ball, no <laughs> balls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like it's, it's just. There's there's no rhyme or reason, but I do want to see if they're going to bring that back there at and least. fix it. Um, and then I I guess right like I I'm big like I am big on seeing where the Lakers and Celtics are going to fall. Where yeah. uh, uh, we know the Christmas Day games already, so that's that's not big for me. Um, but what are the rivalry games? What are the games that are going to be the marquee rivalry games that are going to be on TV? And uh, will we finally see Kevin Durant and uh, LeBron James play against each other this mm. year? I'm looking for that. We because should get I believe, it. I believe it's been, I want to say 20, seven 2018, years? I think, is the last time that we got it. I think it was Warriors. I think it was 17. Well, one of them was a finals. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But that's, uh, I mean, like, it's been a long time since they played each other. So are we ever going to see that again? couple that I'm interested in. We already know this one, but the uh, opening night, Warriors versus Suns, that's the Beal debut and the Chris Paul debut. That one's going to be fascinating to try. I mean, we're going to overanalyze that one so much. Uh, we already know this one, too. October 27th, Kings versus Warriors. Playoffs rematch. That one, I think, is going to be fun. Getting that. A lot of Warriors games I'm picking. Uh, the Sixers' very first game. Whatever the Sixers' first game is, that one's going to be a fascinating one. I don't care who they're playing. I think I'm watching that game to see what happens. Because if Harden plays, that's must-see TV right there. Is it, though? Because then it's just like, now James Harden played. And it's either going to be 20 assists and 10 points or 40 points and 6 assists. (laughs) You think he's putting up 20 assists? Like, I don't. I don't think he's passing. James Harden is still one of the. Here's the wild part. He's not passing anybody in this game, though. (laughs) If he wasn't such a weirdo at this point, he's still one of the best facilitators in the NBA. Uh, The other one, I'm the other one, I'm I'm low key interested in. Low key, low key, and Thor, the Rockets versus the Grizzlies. What does Dylan Brooks do in that game when Dylan Brooks returns to play to the Grizzlies for the first time? Uh, punches a ref and gets ejected in the first. I, I want to watch that. I want to. <laughs> I want to see that from Dylan Brooks. I'm in. I'm in on the Rockets and Grizzlies. Whatever they play next. I, in, well, the tough part is right. See, that game excites me more towards the end of the year because you know Dylan Brooks is going to be put on John Morant, and John's not going to mm. be there in the beginning of the year. That's but fair. you know Dylan Brooks is going to be put on John Morant because he's still a solid defender. Is he going to talk all that talk versus Ja? Where, you know, that's the first that's the first positive thing you've ever said about Dylan Brooks is that he's a solid defender. He's a solid defender. It's the best I can give him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. 80 mil. Good percentage, (laughs) though. Good percentage, though. I'll tell you that. I don't know what percentage of the cap he is, but 80 mil ain't much. So good percentage. Let us know in the comment section. What do you think happens to James Harden? Also, what NBA games are you most interested in? You can let us know in the comment section. Go check out Locked on Bulls, Locked on Mavericks. Tomorrow, Adam Mo- Adam Mares and Wes Goldberg talking all things NBA on Locked on NBA. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on NBA. Bye-bye. Boom.